We brought the orchestra in to greet you, Deacon Anthony. That's right. And, of course, that is the Jubilate Deo Chorale and Orchestra from Camden. Right. So, and You know what? They sounded beautiful. What a beautiful introduction. I don't deserve that. You get a whole fanfare. Sure, why not? We've missed you. Happy Easter yes, and happy, Easter. happy spring and everything else. Thank you so much. I've missed you, too, Jim and Cheryl. I really have. It's so nice to be back with you today. Are you, are you having a good Easter? You know what? Really are. The family's doing good, thank God. The parish is doing good. Great. Things in the diocese are doing well. Yeah, I must say, it really is a good one. I have to say, recently we've seen, um, Jim is all about the technology and having the ability to tap into a a talk here or a retreat there or maybe even a presentation of music online. And they've all been from the Camden Diocese. They do wonderful, wonderful things there. And um, they're beautifully presented. And what recently we saw, now I forget the church, but it was an organist, and he was speaking. So the cathedral. And, oh, it was, okay. Yes. Speaking. Right. And, in the cathedral. Yes. Oh, it was fabulous. An organ just, recital. You know, just telling. We have, yeah. we have an amazing communications director in our yeah. diocese, okay. Michael Walsh. And yep. I mean it sincerely. He and his team are just so good with technology and just yeah. so good with doing so many different things. And, 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 and because he's so great at it and his team's so great, it encourages everyone to try to do more things technologically than we might have tried before. So yeah. it's, it right. really is excellent. That's great. Yes, That's yeah, great. just so professionally done. So if you run into any of those people, just say people are watching from all over, and we're very impressed. Yeah, we were watching the other night a um, Easter retreat with Carrie Janice, who's on Mike's program, yeah, like and, and uh, Rebecca, who's the mm-hmm. campus minister at Rowan. wonderful. Wonderful. Yes, yes, yes. I, I, I will share that information as well. They will be... Very, very happy to hear that. <laughs> yes, Thank you. yes. So, again, we're happy to have you back. It was my bad last, I don't know what happened last month, got away from me, and we just I just well, I failed to communicate. But we're happy to have you back, Deacon, as we do every month. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so what do you have in store for us today? Well, you know what? I'm, I was going to speak about something, and then this morning something happened and changed my mind completely about what I was going to do. So I changed my topic because this morning, during morning prayer, I read the psalm prayer, and I know I've read it a hundred times before, but today it seemed to strike me in a very different way, and it led my brain to go in a different direction. Oh, the Holy Spirit. Yeah. I'm sorry? The Holy Spirit at work. uh, You know, there's no doubt about the line that I read was, Father, he who knew no sin was made sin for us to save us and restore us to your friendship. Mm. And the word... It struck me as friendship. For me, it, it, it kind of what came through is God, in His love, expresses His friendship for us. So the question I have today for our friends is, are you friends with Christ? Mm. Now, I know that we love God, and I know that we pray, and I know that we worship, and I know that we adore God, but are we really friends? That's the question. And, and I think that during this beautiful Easter season, the Church gives us some great tools to help us draw closer to Jesus. And one of those great tools is that we have the readings from the Acts of the Apostles. Isn't it great that every day we have these, these, these readings from the Acts of the Apostles? Mm. Um, so we have them, and I urge our listeners to pick um, up some you know, pick up their trusty Bible and read the entire book of Acts. It's not that long, but it really is inspiring. Um, because in addition to being a biblical history, 
describing how a salvation promised to Israel was accomplished by Jesus under the guidance of the Holy Spirit, and it's now extended to Gentiles. But in addition to that, the entire book speaks about relationship, and it speaks about friendship, those friends that Jesus had in his time on earth, how they interacted, how those friends brought his love and friendship to others. In the book, it speaks about their travels and the friends they made along the way. So it really is beautiful. And it brings me to that thought about friendship. And, and just yesterday, I had this wonderful opportunity to be with some friends that we haven't seen in a long time. Two of the two folks that we were with, I grew up with. And I mean, when I mean I grew up with them, they lived across the street from me. Yeah. I grew up in the inner city, uh, so we were across the street from each other. Uh, you know, one-way street, I can look into their houses, they can look mm. into mine. <laughs> and we knew each other since we were children. Oh. And it struck me that what friendship is being so close to someone that you're comfortable with them, that you can talk to them honestly. They know your faults. I mean, these two guys that I was with, they, because we've known each other since childhood, they know every fault that I have. Mm. They know the silly things that I did growing up. And I know the silly things that they did growing up, and I know their faults. So when we talk to each other, it's not a matter of trying to put on, put on airs. It's not a matter of trying to impress each other. It's just a matter of being in each other's company. That's what friendship is. And I think that that's what we have to look at when we look at our Lord's relationship with us. He knows us. He knows our faults. He knows our shortcomings. He knows the silliness that's in our mind sometimes. And if we understand that, we can have a better relationship. We can talk more honestly and more openly to, to, uh, to our Lord. We can be angry. We can be happy. We can, we can know that the Lord is always walking by our side, just like a good friend does. But I question sometimes whether... We really understand what it means to be a friend of Jesus, as opposed to just being a person who, um, you know, worships, idolizes, and, and maybe has this fear. Do you, do you think that the people, you know, sometimes do find it hard to have that friendship relationship with Jesus? Mm. You know, some of us grew up, sometimes there's a phrase that, that rings true, and, and you read it in the Psalms, and you hear it on Sundays— the fear of the Lord, the fear of the Lord. And if we dwell too much on that, are you developing such a, an unapproachable um, relationship with Jesus, like you're supposed to be frightened of him or cower in front of him rather than embracing him as a friend? And one little tiny step further, if I can add, with our faults, with our shortcomings, with our silliness, with our mistakes, he still loves us as you do your friends from across the street. No, you know, nothing fake, no pretensions, just mm -hmm. this is who I am, and we are still good friends and we still love each other, despite all the other stuff. <laughs> Cheryl, what you just said I think is absolutely right, and I think about that very often. As you said, growing up, I know when I was growing up, there was instilled that fear. Um, I, don't think, I don't think I truly understood what the good sisters and what the good priests were actually trying to teach me yeah. when they talked about 
that fear of the Lord. I think I do understand it differently today. I probably understood it rightly today. But I think at the time in growing up, there was instilled that fear of the Lord. Mm-hmm. It was almost like keep the Lord at arm's length, yes, as opposed to being so close. And and when we understand that, when, when we're thinking of fear of the Lord, it really is more of a of this awesomeness of the Lord. You know, don't don't be afraid to be close to Him. Understand there's consequences to what we do, but don't be afraid to reach out and touch and be close to our Lord, because that's really what He wants us to do. But I think that you're right, Cheryl. I think that that is, is a lot of the a lot of the reason why some people do find it hard to be close. Mm-hmm. So I guess my message really is that you can be close. You can be a friend. And you know, think of good friends that you have, and think what makes that friendship work. Think what makes that friendship beautiful, and then try to take some of those things and convert those over to our relationship with our Lord, to understand that we can be that close. We can have that person, and just like a friend, there's sometimes that we don't need to speak to that person, but we know that we're in the presence of that person. Oh, yes. So, you know, our communication can be silent sometimes because that's okay with a friend, that we can do that. There are other times when we could just bear everything so deep in our soul to that person. And, you know, we, we don't have to say it sometimes because we're looking for that person to solve our problem mm-hmm. so much that we're looking to be able to speak to that person deeply mm-hmm. about what troubles us, that we can get it off of our minds and hearts as well. Mm-hmm. There's just the whole a dynamic that happens when we think about a good friend, that if we can bring that back and relate that to our relationship with Jesus, it takes on a different form. It takes off a, a dimension that is truly personal. And I guess that's the other part that comes to me. We, with friends, we become very personal. There's nothing that we can't speak about. There's nothing that's off limits in that relationship. And that's the way it is with our Lord. It becomes personal. There should be nothing that we can't just sit and and have that prayer conversation about to help ease our soul and to help us move through difficult times. This whole aspect of friendship, if if we could learn how to be a friend with Christ, because we know He's friends with us, mm-hmm. if we can learn how to, we if we could take those qualities and bring it. We can have a relationship that's beyond whatever we thought our relationship could be. We encounter our Lord in so many ways. Encounter leads us to relationship, and that relationship leads us to friendship, and that friendship leads to just a very, very deep place, a good place uh, with our Lord. And I think that maybe that's also something we can look at when we try to bring others to know our Lord. How do we, through encounter, develop a relationship with someone, and then through that relationship, help bring them closer to our Lord, so that they can experience the joy that we have and understand the joy that we have through our relationship with Christ? It comes full circle, doesn't it? Yes, it, it does. does. And it's a great, a great liturgical season to really try to, to uh, develop a deeper friendship with our Lord, because so much of, of our readings throughout the Easter season uh, and our Lord's encounter after his resurrection with his friends and, uh-huh. and uh, just the, you know, the wonderful relationship that he had before his crucifixion, but even more so after that he would, he would be with them and be among them, and they were 
just, I mean, they literally were, was a little piece of heaven on earth, literally, mm. uh, to be in his presence because they were so happy to have him there. And uh, I remember hearing Father Groeschel one time tell a little joke where he said that uh, 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 one of the apostles came back to, to Peter and said, uh, uh, we've, we've seen, we have great, I have good news and I have bad news. And Peter said, what is it? Well, we've seen the Lord. He said, well, what's the bad news? He goes, he wants to talk to us about last Friday. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, our actions do have consequences. <laughs> but even that even in that, that what, were, what were his first words to them when he appeared? After all that, after all, even the denials and the running away, peace. He came peace among them, and peace be with you. And so, yes. there's there's such a there's such a joyfulness about this season that it is it does become a time where we're able to look and see what you know what 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 God did for us, what Jesus did for us, is so it has such great depth. It brings such joy because now we now we have this opportunity for everlasting life. It's a great time for us to to be happy, and in that happiness, look deep into our hearts and our relationship and say, "I'm going to change that relationship. Mm-hmm. I am going to be able to have that close friendship with our Lord that is going to be just completely different in everything I do now, and I'm going to share that with other people." I love this season. I love this mm-hmm. season. It's filled with such joy. It really is. It is, and you know, Deacon, you mentioned. Uh, earlier in your uh, presentation here, that uh, the Acts of the Apostles, which we read throughout the Easter season at Mass, and mm-hmm. I too, I, I love the Acts because it's, it's, I think it's a good role, it's a good operating model, model mm-hmm. for us now to look back on yes. that early church and see, okay, what were they doing that, that helped them grow the way they grew? But it was the, it was the, the, the friendship among the believers that really, of course, the Holy Spirit and the Lord, but but the friendship among them that really helped the early church to grow so rapidly because there was that genuine love for the Lord and genuine love for each other that that showed that was showed shown to everybody who came into their presence, and we can certainly use you, that you today. You nailed it. You yeah. just nailed it. Mm. You you said in thirty seconds what it took me almost fifteen minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so you nailed it. What <laughs> uh, it is, it's a beautiful. It's, again, the acts. I think, and I, you know, I think about it. You know, especially now, there's so much talk about. I'm sure, even among the pastors, the bishops, you know, what's what's going to happen when when the people are supposed to come back, mm-hmm. and will they come back? And and you know, we have to show them a church that is inviting and a church that they joyful. want to come back to, a- joyful and and hopeful, and prayerful, and just this, where they want to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. I was uh, I was on a seminar this week, listening in on a seminar, and and the points they were making were just as what what should you be giving your folks if they come back. And the person challenged us and said, I'd like you to create a tagline. What should a tagline be? Instead of looking at your website and seeing a picture of a church and seeing a picture of a statue or whatever, what would the tagline be? What would, if you had just a few words, what you want people to see when they see your, they see your parish, what would those words be? You know, what would the inviting words be? And, and I think it's a great exercise for all of us to think about. Mm-hmm. What is that sentence, that tagline? that we want people to see that will tell them about our parish, our community, and why they should come and join our community. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's, a great, it's a great exercise to think about. Yeah. I think that that's a, some good homework for us, because sometimes you only get one sentence. Sometimes you only yeah. get one minute. You're passing somebody in the grocery. Oh, hi, how have you been? I haven't seen you at church. Tagline. What's going right. to rope them in? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we all need to think about it. I, I, it's true. It is a great exercise, and I'm hoping it provokes a lot of thought within all of our parishes that we look and say, you know, we look at our website, we look at our technology, we look at the things we're doing out there, and we say, you know, how, how, do, how do we just how do we just say something simple, 
something yes. simple for people that are going to say, I want to know more about mm-hmm. that. Yes. Great challenge. Yeah. Yes. Amen. Well, right. Deacon Anthony C.O., thank you so very much, as always, for being with us today. We look forward to talking with you again next month. But uh, again, you and your family have a, a very blessed Easter tide, and uh, still, I guess it'll still be Easter when you come back. Unless I think you come, so. Yeah, so that's good. We'll look forward to that. Thank you so much for having me. God bless you. God bless everyone who's listening, and uh, peace be with you. Peace. Amen. Amen. Always a joy. Thanks, Deacon. Take Bye. care. Bye. Bye. All right, friends. We'll be right back. Don't go away.